whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. Welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We're here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant. What's happening, Scott? You know, for the first time in a long time, we're doing some high-end stuff tonight. Doing some high-end stuff, doing a short pour, shooting from the cuff. That's right. And Which, some, I, which I like. Some new kids on the block, too, too at this... Yeah, they haven't been around for a long time, but the whiskey is a little bit ancient, a little bit old. So, so yeah, I first found out about this company, um, which is Calumet Forms, Calumet Forms Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey, uh, a few years back and had no clue what, what the deal was. And if you've seen some of these early bottlings, bottlings these the original bottles are flat, kind of wide, short, squatty. It's a it's um, a it's a really unique bottling for bourbon. Really, no one, else, no one else uses this bottle. I'll tell you that. Right, and the the small batch is the first thing that we saw. Mm-hmm. Kind of has a round topper. Um, only thing I can compare this bottle to, Scott, seventeen ninety two. Yeah, it's kind of what it very similar kind of shape. Kind of what it looks like, and the, and the cork. I mean, it's really really the only thing that it kind of looks like. And then they came out with a, um, what they called a single rack black product. Um, Twelve I years guess, was the first one. Yeah, but let me back up a little bit. So Calumet Calumet Forms. Before we start to get into the bourbon, Calumet Forms is known for, and I guess the makes sense the money behind this. They are a Super well-established um, thoroughbred racing farm. William Monroe Wright established Calumet Forms in 1924. Lexington, Kentucky. Um, goes through tons of pedigrees of horses. And they are one of, honestly, the most, I guess, famous and decorated uh, thoroughbred farms out there. They've got two Triple Crown winner, winners under their belt. they got eight Kentucky Derby winners, eight Prigus winners. Um, and they have 11 horses in the National Museum of Horse Racing Hall Hall of Fame. So, super decorated thoroughbred form in Kentucky. Don't um, forget, they're actually, they're actually the first American horse to win the English Derby. Huh? So, that came from came from Calumet came Farms. Came from Calumet Farms. So, been doing it for a while, and that's the namesake of the bourbon company, um, which is kind of crazy uh, as... Uh, it says 2012, a legend is reborn. Calumet Investment Group buys Calumet Farms. Um, and then I think the bourbon started uh, somewhere around there. Oxbow wins the Preakness Stakes and marks the return of Calumet Farms. Triple Quest winner. And then Calumet Farms bur- bourbon is also re- la- uh, released and launched 
uh, the small batch in 2013. So, eight-year-old company um, making or selling bourbon. We'll get to the making part here shortly. But um, but back to we're talking about. They come out with that single rack black product, which honestly, Scott. Whenever I was into bourbon and started learning about batches and when people say small batch small batch is is irrelevant i mean it can mean 50 60 100 so calumet and kind of to form some transparency and set themselves apart come up with single rack black and essentially it's 19 barrels from a single rack from a center cut of the warehouse which is pretty which is pretty cool right because typically when people batch they batch from all over the warehouse for consistency they want some of the spicy they want some of the sweet they want some of the oaky batch it all together to keep everything consistent well Calumet's kind of giving you a batch but with maybe a little bit more variable because it's coming from a much smaller smaller cut so came out with 12 year 10 year but now they're on to new bottling higher end higher age statement 14 year single rack black which is what we have tonight and they just recently actually released a 15 year um, single rack single rack black Interesting. So have you seen Cal- have you seen this in the market? Have you seen Calumet yeah. hanging so, around? So I mean I've had prior to this, I've had the small batch, I've had the twelve year. Both are very good. Um the fourteen year is something new to me. I've seen it on the shelves recently, but and I didn't I passed on it and then decided, you know what, if I see it again I'll buy it and I haven't seen it since then. It's it's kind of, you know, gone by the wayside, but um we we it's it's an interesting bourbon because there is almost nothing that tells you where it's made other than it says product of Kentucky, which is really weird because normally when you source, you source from um, Heaven Hill, MGP, Jack Daniels. I mean that's generally where this is coming from. George Dickel, those right. are where the major sources are. So one of the recent things, and we've seen this with something else. And Sam's Club or Costco is that 1792 is starting to get into a little more sourcing than we've ever seen in the past. Yeah. And this think- is where the kind of rumor starts that Calumet has been pairing up with them for quite some time. Yeah, I think 1792 still remains one of those small guys in the Sazerac portfolio. I mean, you don't, it's. A lesser thought out, thought of, I guess a thought about bourbon versus Buffalo Trace, right? It's still a Kentucky bourbon owned by Sazerac, but look at all the powerhouses that come out of Buffalo Trace Distillery, and now there's also another distillery they own in Kentucky, 1792 Distillery. That's kind of like the stepsister, right? Like it's like the redheaded sister yeah, over here. No, yeah, no Buff- one's thinking about 1792 because all the focus is on Buffalo Trace. Yeah, Distillery. Buffalo Trace doesn't want to acknowledge that Sazerac has the 1792 that's yeah. making, <laughs> that is making some pretty damn good bourbon. I mean, look, we've had Bottle and Bond, we've had the we, uh, the Weeded, we've had the yep, Port Finish. Yep. They're all really yep. good stuff. I mean, they can stand up to some of the big bourbon producers like like Buffalo Trace, like Gold Forestone. Yeah, But now that they're starting to produce for other people, it's kind of interesting to see what happens here. Yeah. Like, so I will, I will say um, this is not our own conclusion. And Scott, I'm going to name this is whiskeyjar.blog. Reputable source. Is, is saying 
what they've pieced together. So they went and played Sherlock Holmes on this. Because the great thing, Scott, too, is to tell you the bottling on this. The 14-year has this long, slender, traditional bourbon bottling. It almost looks like a pappy bottle. Yeah, um, yeah, it kind of does. You know? But the labeling on it is awesome. And the labeling reminds me of Sam Houston. I don't know if you've seen those bottles. It's just got tons of information on the front of the bottle that they kind of divulge. Um, and whiskeyjar.blog went and kind of did their own... Um, digging and basically what they said is um, the label says a couple things um, first they say because it's a single rack black it cannot be from Heaven Hill because Heaven Hill consistently rotates barrels for their consistency which wouldn't give you the ability to have uh, a single, single rack yeah. all aged 14, 14 years these are barrels the, that are staying in one location in the rickhouse for year, their entire yeah. 14 years yep and then the label also says that it's aged in northern Kentucky but it doesn't say anything about uh, where it's at and the age state I mean the uh, mash bills on there it says seven, 74 corn 18 rye and 8 which malt is, barley which we know is the key yeah. mash for 1792 with that being said they also point out, um, which is pretty remarkable. So if this is a 14-year-old Sazerac Company high-rye bourbon, non-chill filtered, 96.2 proof, 19-barrel batch for 100 bucks, that's, I mean, it's 14-year-old, this Providence is impeccable well, in I mean, the bourbon, at that, at in that bourbon point, world. You're kind, of, you're kind of getting into that Pappy Van Winkle rarity range on what is, what is actually inside the bottle. Like, you're, Talk about what you want on the outside of the bottle. The, inside the bottle is the juice that is probably akin to something that you see on the shelf for $300, $400 a bottle. Yeah. And at $100 no, like not, a bottle, that's kind of a steal. Yeah. Age, I mean, age statement alone, I mean, how many 14-year-old bourbon whiskeys on the market? Very few. Very, I mean, very, very, very few that say 14-year. I mean, That you can go, that you can walk up and find on a shelf, that you're not going to have to get that, you know, get that guy to hold for you. off the top of my head, other than Pappy 15. So... I don't antique, know. If, antique collection Eagle Rare 17. Even yeah, but the those William are, But those are allocated. I'm talking like regularly, pretty yeah. much regularly available. Nothing. Not Even Eagle Rare 10 is hard to find at this point. I, yeah, I agree. I don't know anything that's got a 12 or above on it that you can just walk in and grab grab off the shelf. So that's pretty, that's pretty cool. And then now there's like there's even a 15 year that's out now. I think that's cut to a higher, even a higher proof um, out as well. But anyway, enough talking about all that jazz and where it's come coming from. Um, let's get into brass taxes and yeah. taste this thing. So the color on this one, um, I would say kind of burnt orange, deep amber. Um, yeah, it's pretty deep. I mean, definitely deep, deep amber. I would give it that. Um, to almost, I don't know if it's a tobacco black, but it's, it's got some dark, dark but it's dark. Yeah, it's dark. So, 
give it a give it a nosing. All right, let's see here. Man, the ethanol is prevalent on this thing. Yeah. Ninety-six point two. It's. I mean, it's. There, it's there, oaky. but. Mm, my God. New shoes. I smell new, new shoes. shoes. Like new shoe leather. <laughs> cherries. Like re like Luxardo cherries. Like really, really rich cherries. Dude, no, I can't. I can't get new shoes out of my nose. It smells right. like new, like new basketball shoes, like, like athletic shoes. Yeah. God damn it. That's so good. But I think it's more. It has that le that that ri le rich leather. Yeah. And it's and you know what's crazy is going back to episode one, McAllen. 12 double cask it's not that exotic leather it's totally a different oh yeah leather leather vibe no this is like brand new shoe leather like yeah like you open up a pair of like brand new dress shoes and you you smell that like that open box and it smells so great oh man yeah really rich I do, get a lot, I do get a lot of a lot of oak kind of Man, it has like a, a fresh cut. I don't know. I say fresh. That fresh cut. It's like almost fresh cut cane. Like yeah, it's got a good sweetness to it. And as the more I kind of smell this, the more I get some like really good burnt sugars. That's yeah, wood. Wood sugars. Yeah. See, now I kind of get that cane, like, man, there's something. When they are harvesting, like, I get kind of a sugar, like, sugar cane. And it's not, like, rummy, but, I mean, it just kind of has that. Whenever it's, it's, whenever they, after they harvest the sugar cane, like, it's October. This is way more in territory the, than mine. The, the grind, they, uh, they burn the, the, the fields. Yeah. And it kind of has that. Aroma to it. Yeah, that, yeah, it does smell like kind of like burnt, caramelized yeah. sugar. But see, it's crazy smell, and I mean, I, I, I wish you did a smell. It just kind of has its earth, and it's just the 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 cane is dead and dried. They burn it off. It's just kind of a super crazy smell. I know we had I know we had this the other night, but I, I recall nothing about it. So I'm no, ready because to we had we'd also taste. had some really good cognac and some good scotch, and then we went and played golf the next day. Yeah. Mm. Was that the no? That wasn't. I don't remember. It was the night we never went to sleep, or went to sleep three times? Yep. <laughs> oh, All right. God. First sip is just amazing. First quick sip, warm up the palate. Really, oh, really Oof. caramelized. Good vanilla. 
black tea. Crazy. Mm. Hmm. Really like the dark fruits on this thing. Wow, that is... That is pretty damn good. So, yeah, deep, deep sugars, dark fruits. Man, there's something in there. It's kind of that mint, like a almost mint chocolate. Yeah, there's there's definitely mint in there from the from the rye, like mint, menthol and mint. And yeah, I can I can get a little dark. Did chocolate you say? In there. Did you say tea? Like yeah, black tea, black tea. It tastes like unsweetened iced tea. Man, you put this in a mint julep. I know I uh, that's like sacrilege to put a 14-year-old bourbon in a mint julep. But we talk about mint juleps being like the adult sweet iced tea. Oh, man. God, that would be incredible. How much how much whiskey goes into a mint julep? Between two and four ounces? As much as you want. Mm-hmm. Man. Mm. So, do definitely get substantial char oak I mean the, the year the, the 14 year of this is prevalent um, and it it's getting close to that age where everyone kind of says that the 15 year turning point is where you just get oaked out yeah um, you know for Kentucky bourbon the past 15 years and this is an you know Pappy has it and a couple others you know others have the super the super old bourbon. I think Pappy being weeded kind of lends to that, but being a, a traditional, traditional bourbon mash bill, fourteen years. I mean, the oak to me, the oak is prevalent all the way through the through the palate. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's there on the front. It's there when he knows it. It's there in the palate. It transitions very nicely to the finish. It starts off oaky. And then you get more of that rye spice. And then even more of that leathery um, kind of tannins on the finish there. Yeah. And I still see some of that kind of cane cane sugar. Yeah, you know what? The, the, to it. the caramelized sugars in this thing are just so damn good. It's like it's like the perfect mix of like bitter and sweet. Yeah, so finish finish is kinda kinda quick and dry and dry, but it has has I think that mint that rye finish, that mint chocolate kind of rye yeah. finishes there. Yeah, I've got mint chocolate moving to oak, to rye, and then a rich leather finish. And I'll tell you what, it stays with you for for a little bit of time. It's not it's not quick, but it's not going to linger for like days like um, some other like high proof bourbons do. I mean, this is a this is a pretty damn good bottle. 
Especially so no, I mean, my, my, if it's true that it comes from 1792, which has got some pretty good bottles in and of themselves. I think the highest age statement that they make is a 12 year, and I think I think their 12 year is is it gone? Have they nixed that? They may. Um, I think it's just a limited production, but I think they still do okay. do have it. I have I have one, um, which I will send you some whenever I have the time to carve those up, pack them up. But I do, um, I do have it, but, uh, I'm looking, I don't think I have any more 1792 12 year. It is, it is getting increasingly harder to find. Um, everything on this just feels really smooth. Like, yeah, almost on a proof doesn't have a lot of burn. Little ethanol up front. I think it was just because I've been drinking low-proof whiskeys all night, so it's kind of a shock to the system. Um, I gotta say, it's a it's a solid bottle from start to finish. Like everything kind of transitions really well. It's a very well balanced whiskey. So, my question is: is does this get a nine for the first digit, or is it? still in the 80s that is a tough question because I think we're teetering I'm, I'm, we're teetering I'm, I'm with you I think we're we're, te- we're teetering I'm going to tell you this I wrote down an 8 for my first digit and I haven't filled in the second the second digit yet I don't think you're wrong in that I, I think I think this starts with an 8 but we're but we're right I'm going to give it an, I'm going to just give it an 89 because I think it's Right there, but yeah. I just don't think it's a it's a ninety. And price, I mean, it's got it's oaked. It's oaked a lot. It's got a lot of depth. It's got a lot of it's got a lot of flavor. I say it's got depth. It's just it has oak deep. It has oakness and deepness. It doesn't have any lightness. I don't have any fruit i don't really get any citrus i don't really get any there's no light characters to me it's all dark it's all deep so i say it does have it does have depth it doesn't have like breath you know what you know what you just reminded me of when you kept saying the word oak and i and i totally agree with you i think this is a really really oaky whiskey to me this is a low proof knob creek single barrel which can range anywhere from 9 to like 15 years this is the Knob Creek when it gets that 14, 15 year old range if this was proofed down and I think I think that's where this is pretty high oak so I'm going to call it in that same Knob Creek single barrel select range that they do and I think if I remember correctly which I usually do that's somewhere in an 87, 80, 86 for me. I think this one gets an 89 just because it's a little bit smoother. We haven't quite over-oaked this thing yet um, any longer, and I think they would start to over-oak. And I, I also just, you know, I, the potential pedigree of this is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and speaking of, you know, pedigree, horse racing, all that mm-hmm. great shit. So, so, you know, you think these guys probably got a couple bucks to go seek out some some badass badass barrels 
I mean, I can see this. I can see this guy just, you know, walking through the, the warehouse and go, yeah, give me these 19 right here. And I'll, I'll just take all 19, 19 right here. Put my name on them. Um, you know, call me when they're when they're ready. And that's and that's you probably know? why this has the high price tag that it does. It gets over 100 bucks just because, again, you're talking taking 19 barrels from the center of the rickhouse. I mean, you're you're basically limiting your selection to. Um, Hundred barrels. Yeah, it's, yeah. And you got to pick nineteen of that hundred, or nineteen from another warehouse, or something like that. It, it, it will get pricey because you you are saying, well, I don't want the top, I don't want the bottom. Even though when you combine the top and the bottom, they kind of marry well together, and you could save some money. I think that I think that Calumet Farms with this one went and um, to quote our, one of our favorite John Hammonds, spared no expense. And went out and got the good stuff. It is pretty good. But I, I, I kind of, to the disadvantage, I think that this may be a little bit why it's one-dimensional. Yeah. Because it's, ni- yeah. it's 19 barrels from one. So it's pretty much drinking like a, sing- like a, like a single a barrel. A single barrel, yeah. And, and look, there's no, I don't know. Is there a, is there a batch number on that bottle? Uh, there's a rack number, which is S332407. Because they look, they yielded like five thousand bottles from those nineteen barrels. So I don't know if there's been a second release, and honestly, I don't think there has been because um, on the website, so, on the yeah. website, on the website under fourteen year, it only says barrel date March. Oh six, know, yeah, uh, yeah, oh six, and there's no other date. So there's probably only one run of this. So I mean, it's it drinks more like a single barrel than a you know, blended to perfection, top of the rick, left, right, center, all you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, you're talking, you're talking doing a small batch, essentially a small batch run, which most distilleries doing a small batch run are doing like 10,000, 15,000 barrels because they're pulling from different ends of the rickhouse to create Correct. a blend. This is much more exclusive. This really is, yes, it's 19 barrels. It is kind of like a single barrel program. Um, and you're right, one yeah. dimen- a little bit too one-dimensional. That's why it kind of doesn't get into the 90s. I think if they, if they had blended some from up top down below, I think you would have gotten a much more uh, a much more balanced palette, less oak. Um, but man, really, really good. Really good. Yeah, yeah. so... I mean to tell you, they do do some real small barrels. I'm just kind of looking at this website to kind of get a grip on what they're doing. They're sm- what they're calling small batch is 50 barrels. Wow. So their small is, batch is 50. That is small batch. 50 barrels for a small batch. That's small. But thinking 19, you know, that's how that's how truly small this the, is for a. Essentially, small this batch. is this is a single barrel release. I mean, no joke about it. It's single barrel. Pretty Even though much, it's 19, yeah, it's, what, it's pretty much. Like I said, it's dr- it, it drinks. It's going to drink like a. Like that. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, very, very, very good whiskey. I'm, I'm glad you brought this one down, Brent. It is fantastic. It's phenomenal. Um, really like it. I, I, I would really like to see what Calumet Farms does in the future. Yeah. Absolutely. I think they are... I think they're bound to do some, some cool shit. Just seeing... 
I've, I've only seen them for about four years and just seen the progression of the company coming from just a small batch to the 12 year to the 10 year and now there's an eight year product, 14 year product, 15 year product. Um, I mean, I think that they'll do some, some cool stuff. I wish they would take in the a few from High West and put more information on. Oh wait, oh, where was that bottle we got? Filibuster, where they had all uh, the information on the bottle. I wish they would yeah. they would do that and say, look, we don't make our own stuff, but it's really good. Here's all the details on it, and be be more transparent. This honestly, and probably what gets a little knocked down, it's a little Widow Jane effect. You know, yeah, but I mean, you're kind of hiding the fact that you don't make your own, and you're trying to pass off good good stuff as your own. And it, it's kind of, to me, just has a little bit of a Widow Jane effect. I mean... But it doesn't discount what's in the bottle. Same thing with Widow Jane. Good stuff. Shady practices. Look, they're owned by Western Spirits. Um, which is... I don't know how long Western Spirits... Let's see... Western Spirits is the the supplier, um, and I want to just go ahead and tell you, so you know some of the brands that are in Western Spirits portfolios. So they have Bird Dog Whiskey. Okay. They actually have Sam Houston, Lexington Bourbon, Twenty Grand Vodka Cognac, Crew Vodka Cognac, and another rum. So. Calumet is kind of the almost flagship of this company. I mean, I would say maybe Sam Houston, because Sam Houston, I think, is really hard to hard to find. And for a while, I could have swore that this is just this 14 year was relabeled Sam Houston 14 year, but I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Um, but anyway, I mean, this is a young, slim whiskey focused, pretty much whiskey focused company. Um, Bird Dog obviously is sourced too, and I don't know where that's coming from, but I mean, Bird Dog's kind of the flavored whiskey, the, the, the hunting camp shooter shooter whiskey, but Calumet's serious bourbon, man. Yeah. So, no, it's, it's really so, good. Really good. I'm excited to see where they go with this stuff and see what, what more they can produce because yeah. if they do, you know, a release like this every year and start to kind of get a name for themselves... You know, bravo. Honestly, everything from nose to finish, excellent. Love that you brought this down. Loved that we get a chance to taste this because, honestly, uh, it's one I've passed and probably shouldn't have. So if you if you do see it on the shelves, 100 bucks for it. It's a special edition bottle um, that you're not going to hate yourself for spending the money on. You know, pretty good. And look, if they, if, if they don't buy another... 19 barrel batch you're not going to see this again i think the one that came out this year was just a 15 year old version of the same juice because when you go on the website it still says barreled in in 06 so you know the 14 year not so saying it but it's and, or a bunch of barrels and just didn't finish up the production are they are they bought 36 yeah and only put you know what i mean so or no or maybe you know scott they have a 10, they have a 12 single rack. Maybe they bought a bunch of 
19 rack, 19 rack rows, say, hey, we'll take all these 19 rack rows, and then didn't produce them quick enough, didn't move them quick enough. So some that aged into, you know, that were sitting there for 12, aged two more years, hey, let's make these and label them 14. You know, I don't know what the story is because obviously we don't have contact with those people to ask no. those questions. But, but I would think that something like that probably happened, and, you know, you might not see a 14-year label on on the on next this. one. On the well, next look, one. Yeah. very good. Really enjoyed it. I like this one a lot. Um, we are, you know, right on the edge of a 90. This was on the cusp of being great. But really, yeah. really damn good. If you see it on the shelves, I would recommend go get a bottle of it. Um, go, go buy at least one to have and savor and drink on a rare occasion from here for the next six months. That's what I would do. Cool. Love it, absolutely. All right. Enjoyed. It was a great short pour. Glad to be drinking some good bourbon uh, in the midst of our uh, Bottom Shelf Matter series. It's always nice to taste some good stuff and the cheap stuff that is kind of going to be your daily drinker. So we look forward to more of these short pours as we go on through uh, the Bottom Shelf Matter series because, Brent, we can't drink garbage whiskey every day, right? No, no, no. no. you got to enjoy. got to enjoy life you at, some, enjoy the good at some stuff. point, right? Right. Yep. So, Scott... If you came here to learn, drink what you learned. If you came here to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came for an adventure, drink, drink up, up and cheers. Cheers, everyone. Good night. Good night. Into each line, some rain must fall.